We have been talking uh, on the favor of God, and we know that the favor of God is by degrees, that it can be light, it can be heavy, but what we are declaring at Heart of the Bay is heavy fog. Heavy fog on our lives. The favor of God. The favor of God going before us. Now, we looked last week how that favor can be found. And as you are looking for favor, you should also be expecting favor. We also discovered that a good man obtains favor from the Lord and high esteem in the sight of God and in the sight of man. We also defined what a good man is. A good man is one who deals justly, acts according to the word of God, and does right. A good man aims at and seeks first his kingdom, his way of being and doing right. And as a result, all these other things shall be added unto that good man. We discussed that God has a path for every one of his children. And that as you get on the right path, that your pathway gets brighter and brighter. You know, that's over in Proverbs 4.18. The path of the righteous is brighter and brighter, stronger and stronger, and gets clearer and clearer more until the perfect day. You know, if your path is getting brighter and brighter, then you ought to be getting brighter and brighter. We serve a God who quickens the dead. If he can quicken the dead, he can sure enough quicken our intellect. He can make you quicker and brighter and sharper and better looking than you've ever been. And then we discussed how that the enemy, the destroyer and the deceiver and the distractor wants to distract us and get us off the path. And when we get off the path, that is where we begin to stumble and we don't get brighter, but we get dumber. And nobody wants that. But I want us to remind you of James chapter 1, verses 20 through through 25. One way, not the only way, that the enemy can distract us and get us off the path is by simply being a hearer of the word and not a doer. Notice this, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Verse 23, any man who is a hearer and not a doer is like unto a man that looks at himself in the mirror. You see, the Word of God is a mirror. It's a glass. It reflects and tells the story of who you are and what you have in Christ. Notice the next verse. For he looks at himself and then he goes his way. So, not really diligent there. There's not the steadfast glare. There's the looking once in a while when it's convenient. Maybe on Wednesday night or a Sunday afternoon or a Sunday morning. But looks once in a while, but then goes his way. And you know, God's way is, I mean, our way is not necessarily God's way. And right away forgets what manner of man that he was. So in other words, the word is slipping. Revelation is declining. 
And instead of getting brighter and brighter, things begin to get blurry. Now notice the next verse. But this is you and me. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty. Now let's keep that up here for a moment. The word is designed to liberate you. There's freedom in the word. There's freedom in the spirit. And continueth therein. See, the one man forgot, but this one continued. He be not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. Notice with me that it does not say a doer of the word. It says a doer of the work. Doing the word requires work. Doing the word requires effort. But oh, those who stay in it and let his word abide in them. Those who are seriously looking and continuing and doing this man, this woman shall be blessed in their doing. Now this word blessed there is defined by some preachers and I like it. This word blessed here is empowered to prosper. Empowered to prosper. Now that's where we left off last week. Are you ready to move on? Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. I want to talk to you about opportunities. You see, on God's path, there are golden, awesome, supernatural opportunities. Supernatural setups, divine connections, those things that will change the very course of your life. Amen. Now, an opportunity defined is an appropriate or favorable time or occasion. An opportunity is a situation, a condition, for an attainment to reach a goal. I love this. An opportunity is a good position. God is saying to Heart of the Bay today, get in position. And stay in position. And make sure you're in the right place at the right time. Opportunities, a prospect, a prospect for an advancement for success, divine appointments. You know, Isaac, the man of God, was in a land where there was serious famine. And God told him not to leave that land of famine but to sow in the land right where he was. This was Isaac's opportunity. Isaac could have gone the other way, but he decided to stay on the path and go God's way. 
And the Bible says that Isaac sowed in that land of famine and in that very land of famine, when they said there's no way it can't be, he reaped a hundredfold. Noah found favor in the eyes of God. And God came to Noah and said, Noah, a flood is coming. But I got a plan. His plan is your opportunity. His plan for Noah was his opportunity to stay afloat. Mary, say it with me, his plan, his plan. is my opportunity. Now, many people think that the plan of God is difficult, but his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And God will never design a path for you that you don't have grace to walk in. Oh, you may not understand it. You may not see the end from the beginning, but just mark it down, friend. God does. And if you'll walk by faith and not by sight and take Jesus by the hand every day of your life, you will get to your promised possession. His commandments are not grievous. They're not burdensome. Think about Mary. Mary, the angel said, you are what? You are highly favored. You're highly favored of God. And the planner has planned for you to bring forth the Messiah. Woo! Glory to God. Glory to God. His plan, her opportunity. Your, his plan, your opportunity. Mary was not casual about it. Mary was diligent about it. She said, be it unto me. According to the word of the Lord, be it unto me. Now listen, the Spirit is saying to this church, opportunities are coming your way. Opportunities to share Jesus like Brenda was doing at Times Square. Opportunities to pray for somebody. Opportunities to be a blessing. Opportunities to bring a word to a discouraged soul. Oh, what an opportunity. But you will also find yourselves, many of you, you will find yourself around certain people. Certain places, certain supernatural setups, and the Lord is saying, do not, do not, do not miss them. I believe firmly with all of my heart that there's going to be some opportunities for you to prosper and opportunities for you to be promoted 
You see, the Bible says that the blessing of the Lord, it makes rich. And he doesn't add any sorrow with it. I mean, when God is in and on and all around something, there ain't no sweat. In the message translation, I love the way that it says this. Now, don't just get over in the financial area. This includes that, but this includes your whole life. Opportunities for your life. Opportunities for your children. The message says it this way. God's blessing makes life rich. And there's nothing we do that can improve on it. Oh, Jesus. Opportunities. Windows of heaven are open. Windows of opportunities are open. God's not limited to one door. He's not limited to one job. You've been laid off. He's got something else for you. You got to believe it. You got to receive it. You got to know it down on the inside of your knower. You may have been foreclosed on, but God's going to open up some doors for you. There was a guy in church, a friend of mine pastored. Heard of this story, I'm going to relate it to you. This gentleman had been tithing and bringing offerings for years. And he came to the pastor and said, you know, pastor, I tithe and I've been bringing offerings for the Lord. You know, I, I, I do my very best. Pastor, you got that right. I know you do. And I know you're faithful. He said, but pastor, he says, I've never seen any return on what I've given to the Lord. And the pastor looked down on the inside and said, well, let me ask you a couple questions. He said, have you ever, ever had some opportunities of investment that you pass by that you wish you hadn't later? He says, oh, many times. <laughs> he said, have you ever had any doors that the Lord was opening and maybe you were a little gun shy to go through and later had regret and known that if you've gone through it, I mean, there would have just been things happening for you? He says, oh, yeah, many times. The pastor said, that was your harvest. That was your harvest. Don't think in terms of harvest as checks in the mail only. Harvest can be a witty invention. Harvest can be a promotion on the job. Harvest can be a new job. Harvest can be just obeying the promptings of the Lord and taking that class. And years and years later, you found out why you took it. I sense the Holy Ghost saying, I'm not limited. I am not limited. So don't limit me. What if you would invested in gold 10 years ago? From 200 bucks an ounce to now almost $1,700 an ounce. There was a guy that had the idea for the digital camera, but because he got his head in the way, he said, no, I won't do that. That won't work. And he laid it aside. You see, you can override what's in your heart if you lean to your head. I mean, his mind just worked that way. He had it. 
But he didn't implement it and someone else did and the rest is history. A close friend of ours had an opportunity. Everyone say opportunity. Opportunity. See, what you need to see is opportunities are coming your way. He had an opportunity to buy a beautiful acreage, a lakefront home in another state. And it was the last lot that was available. His friend took him out there and he says, I'll just give it to you for $100 a month for so many months. But because he was starting out in ministry and he couldn't see a way to make the $100 a month payment, he said no. He overrode his heart. And one month later, he had the manifestation and the money to be able to pay $100 a month. And today, that property is worth thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Are you here? Now, we're not here to criticize anybody because everyone sitting in that seat, and this pastor included, we've all missed it. But we are not living on what we've missed. We are not living on past failures. We are living on future faith, future hope, and future prospects. It is the day of opportunity at hand. Now, I grew up at 4920 Bryant Avenue, South Minneapolis, Minnesota. Pastor Tom grew up on Bryant Avenue in San Francisco. Do you suppose there's any spiritual significance there? I grew up on the south side of Minneapolis. And um, I grew up on a busy street. Our home was up on a hill. We used to love to throw snowballs at the cars and the buses as they went by. Because, you know, you could duck in your house right away. But I was born in 1950. That made me 61 years old. And back when I was a kid, they had streetcars. How many remember streetcars? That's about a tenth of you. Well, a streetcar had, uh, had tracks, you know. And then they got buses. And so I grew up on a busy street. And I went to a Catholic school, parochial school, and we were instructed by the nuns and the teachers. And you'll probably remember these three words when it came to crossing the street. And that is, stop. What is it? Stop. Look. One more time. Stop. Look. And listen. So there's three ways to seize God-given opportunities. Number one, you got to stop. Saints, don't let your life to become so busy that you can't be interrupted by God. Are you listening to me? Turn with me to Mark chapter 5 verses 22. Through 26. You remember one day Jesus was on his way to Jairus' house? The Bible says that Jairus was a ruler of the synagogue, and the story was that his daughter was very sick and she was at the point of death. And one day he saw Jesus, and the Bible says he fell at his feet and he worshiped him. Verse 23. And he asked him greatly, My daughter, She's at the point of death. 
I pray that you would come lay hands on her that she may be healed and she shall live. Did he have faith? Verse 24. And Jesus went with him and much people were continuously following him and thronging him. So you see the picture. Jesus is on his way to raise up Jairus' daughter from the dead. Verse 25. But then a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years. The Bible said that she was sick for years. She'd suffered many things and she'd been to many physicians and she didn't get any better, but she got worse. But when she heard of Jesus... She came in the press behind and touched his garment for she said, if I may but touch his clothes, I will be made whole. And Jesus stopped. He didn't look at that lady and rebuke her and say, lady, don't you know I'm on a mission? No, his mission was not only Jairus' daughter, but the woman with the issue of blood. And he didn't get so focused In one dimension that he couldn't operate in both dimensions. Come on. And Jesus turned around when that woman was touched and said, somebody touched me. And then he said, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Then he kept moving. He kept moving. And eventually he got down to Jairus' house and he raised her from the dead. So all I'm saying to you, saints, is this. Make time to pray. Don't get too busy for a divine appointment with God. Listen, God can change the course of your life in a moment of time. Spend time. This year, feeding on the Word of God. Be willing to change your plans. To be at the right place at the right time. Be willing to be led, not out of your head, but out of your heart. Declare it with me this morning. I'm always in the right place at the right time. Say it again, I'm always always in the right place place at the right time. time. I can remember in 1982, driving down the road in the month of May, driving down Highway 17 and 880 and looking at Brenda, just following that unction, just following that witness. We were on our way home, but we were willing to make some changes. You got to be willing to change the course of the direction that you're going in. And I said, Brenda, I said, let's go over to that church that I ministered in in February of 82. And let's go visit that church in San Leandro. And 30 years later, here we are, the senior pastors of this church. What if we hadn't stopped? Now, I also believe, and this is in connection with being at the right place at the right time. I also believe that we need to be in the meetings that God wants us to be in. Yeah. Yeah. 
Now, don't misunderstand that for church attendance. You don't have to be a, you don't have to have a leading of the spirit to show up for church. Well, I'm not led to get up. You know, I'm going to attend bedside assembly today with Pastor Morris Sheets. No, you really don't. I mean, let's be honest. You don't have to be led. You got to be led where you hook up with and you need to be in the right church. Now, that may be here or maybe somewhere else. I understand that. But you don't have to be led to obey the scriptures. The Bible says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. And that's all I'll say about that. But there are meetings that your church may have. Or meetings maybe elsewhere in the country. That you need to make sure that you are in when God says to be in them. If I were you, I would not miss the meetings with Mark Brzee. It starts on a Sunday night. It goes Monday night. I wouldn't miss it. But years ago, Brenda and I ascertained the will of God concerning where our main supernatural hookup was with ministry. And that was with Brother Hagen. You know, Brenda and I met at Ramah. Amen. I met my baby at Ramah. You know, what if she had just down there in Pawnee said, well, I don't feel like going to school in 76. I'll wait till 78. She wouldn't be sitting here on the front row because we would have missed it. Or if I would have said, I'll just wait another year and lollygag around. I would have missed my day of opportunity. Are you listening? But when we were hooked and supernaturally connected with that ministry, when we graduated, we didn't just want a diploma. We wanted to be around that anointing. We wanted to be in that place where God so definitely changed our life. And we wanted to be under that anointed ministry. And so for years, I mean years and years and years, every winter, we'd go to Winter Bible Seminar. And oh, the things that would take place there. Time would fail me to tell of the impartations that we received just by being in the right place at the right time. Then one afternoon, I got a phone call from Tony Cook, who's now one of my best friends. Never had met him before. And Tony said, I want to have a Coca-Cola with you. So he came over to the hotel and they asked Brenda and I to be the RMEI directors, the directors over Rama, over several states. And we were for 13 years. And that just opened up so many doors for us. See, we did it out of the right heart to serve the Lord. But in serving the Lord, he connected us supernaturally to people we would have never met if we hadn't been obedient. Now, I'm not here bragging on us. But I will tell you this. That Tony Cook and Keith Hershey and men and women of God that we are very close to today, we wouldn't probably even know them 
if we hadn't been connected. And for years and years and years, we had a close relationship with mom and dad Hagen. And to God be the glory. It's because we were in the right place at the right time. My dear brothers and sisters, God is no respecter of persons. Was it always easy for us to get on a jet and go? No. Is it always easy for you to make changes when God says to make them? No. But I tell you one thing, it is well worth your time. Everyone say stop. 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 Just stop. And then look. Look. Put your spiritual antennas up. And look. And expect for an opportunity to be a blessing. Expect an opportunity for investments. You know what I'm saying to you today? And this is a real, real strong word. Just stop breezing through life. Mix your faith with what I'm talking to you about today. Believe. Declare. That opportunities are coming my way. As for me and my house, we're not going to miss God. We are going to be connected To the plan and to the purposes of God. Say it with me. This is a year year of opportunity opportunity for me. me. And what you got to do is you got to look for them. You got to look for them. And you'll know when they show up. Now it is true that God is able to help some more than he is others. And why is that? I'll tell you why. Because some are more yielded and look to him more than others do. You know, it has to do with respecting the Lord. Amen? The Bible says don't smother or don't quench the spirit. The word quench there means to put out or to smother. Part of respecting the Lord is recognizing him when he's moving. And then making the decision... That you know what? I'm going to respond to him. I'm not going to respond to the dictates of my flesh. I'm not going to respond to hurt feelings. Did you know? And not just in this church, but by the hundreds and by the thousands and probably by the millions. There have been people that have left their station where they have been sent Because their feelings have been hurt. Or because they have been offended. You see, the Bible doesn't say for as many as are led by offenses. It doesn't say for as many as are led by their emotions. It doesn't even say for as many as are led by money. Well, pastor, I'm going to move to this other state because you know what? I'm going to get a 20% increase of salary. Okay, fine. Are you led? Well, the money's better. Have you checked out a church? Well, no. I think this is pretty good preaching for 1207. 
And, you know, while I'm at it, I will say this as well. And I'm not just talking about this church, but I'm talking about other places. There have been people that have left their station. How many of you know you need to stay where you're stationed? Go where you're sent and stay where you're stationed. There have been people that have left churches because of opportunities in other startup churches. But you see, God is not the only one that opens up doors of opportunities. There are natural opportunities that you've got to be led to either to go through them or not. Preach it. Preach it. And then they go to their promised land and they find out, well, those grapes aren't so big. The grapes were bigger over there. That's all I'm going to say about that. That's good preaching. You got to be yielded. If he deals with you along the lines of something or somewhere, respond. God says, call somebody on the phone. Yield to it. Bring a word in season. Yielded vessels are vessels that will go through the right doors and the opportunity shall open unto them and their paths shall get brighter and brighter. Say it with me, I respect you. I will respond to you. So stop. What's the second one? Everyone say stop. Look. Listen. Listen. You know, over and over again, Jesus said in the Word of God, He that has ears to hear, let him hear. Oh, man. I'm looking at some people and I can see your stories and I know what God's done in your life. Woohoo! I see what God's done over here and I see what God's done over there. I got a word from heaven. There's more to come! He has saved the very best of the best for the last of the last days. Woo! There's more to come. And somebody geshta fasola matea. So be open. So be open. Perhaps you've been in a place for a period of time, but God will open unto you another door and even a greater door. So do not limit me. That's what the Lord is saying. Do not limit me to what you have known in the past. But stay open, says the Lord, to what I will do for you in the now and in the future. For the future of the righteous is very bright. And when you are diligent to hear my word and do my word... Oh, oh, you shall be blessed in your doing and you shall be on the right path and new ventures I will open unto you. That's what the Lord said. New ventures. In my terminology, what I would say is this. It's been good thus far, but it's about to get better. And for those that it hasn't been good and it's been nasty and it's been bad, today's a new day. Mark it down. 
Mark it down at 12-11, January 15, 2012, that the Lord is saying today is a new day. Great opportunities are on your way. You will not miss it. You will not fall to the side, but you will walk with the Lord and in his plan you shall abide. Woo, glory. So I hear the Spirit saying, be encouraged. Be encouraged. Lay aside the lack of courage. Lay aside that which would discourage. Rehearse not, reenact not, for today is a new day. The Lord just wants to encourage you today. So have ears to hear. Get aside. I like this saying, take time to check up on the inside. Follow those inward urges of the spirit that come your way. How many have ever heard of John Osteen? You know, I love Joel Osteen. I think he's awesome, but I relate more to John. Because I'm closer to John's age than I am Joel. And John's in heaven. And I'm probably closer to heaven than Joel is. Unless we all get raptured. You know what I'm saying. John just was an old school preacher. And he said this, and it's just branded in my heart. He said things like, what signals are you picking up on the inside? In other words, what does your heart say? And to find out what your heart is saying, you've got to be tuned in. You can't just tune him out six days a week and tune him in for a couple hours on Sunday and really expect to gain much ground. Look at Romans chapter 8. It's just amazing to me how different services go. Romans the 8th chapter, the verse, verse 14. There was a guy that was a pastor years ago. Now listen to this. During the depression, he became a multimillionaire. You think about that. Think about that. During the depression, he became a millionaire. And he'd have people come from all over the place to bring their investments to him. And he'd have people come from all over the place to find out what was the secret of his success. How many of you know that people that are hungry want to know the truth? And here's what the pastor told him. He said, when people would come to me with all different types of investments and different things, what I would do is I would shut myself away for two or three days. And I would pray. And he said, I would never make a decision till I knew down on the inside of me whether it was right or whether it was wrong. How many of you know the Holy Ghost is the umpire? The Holy Ghost knows. He'll show you things to come. He lives on the inside. He'll call it safer. He'll call it out. And he said, in all these years, he says, I've never lost an investment of any kind when the Lord said it was right. Now, Brenda and I have been around 30 years and we've seen and heard of some of these investments that were man-made. And on the inside of us, we knew it just wasn't right. I wasn't going to go out there and broadcast to my friends that had made the investments that it was not right. But I knew for me that it wasn't right. 
And I knew in my own heart that it wasn't right. And there was this one thing where pastors and churches were making money hand over fist, hand over fist. But in the process of time, the people that were at the spearhead of that pyramid ended up in jail. What kind of fruit is that? How am I as a pastor supposed to use my influence to sell you something on a pyramid and then have it fail and me become rich at your expense? How can I do that? How can I do that? I'm not for sale. My influence, this church is not for sale. Do you understand? Now, on the other hand, on a personal level, and on a personal basis, I have my own life. But I will never sell the influence of this church or the mailing list of this church or try to spearhead some sort of something for me and this church to make the church money. God's bigger than that. Why do you take such a strong stand? Well, it seemed to work for 30 years. I said it seemed to work for 30 years. And this place here is not a marketplace. Are you listening to me? That won't cost you anything extra. But on the other hand, for you individually, you've got to know the will of God for yourself. You can't come to me and ask me, Pastor, what's the will of God for me? I know what the will of God for you is in the Word. I can give you guidelines and and teach you how to be led by the Spirit. But when the dust settles, I can't make decisions for you. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. For as many, for as many as are led, what? By the Spirit of God. They are the sons of God. Verse 15. Let's read together. That feels good. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of whereby we cry, Abba, Father, say it with me. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Come on now. How can I know the will of How do I know Tony Herrera is a child of God if I've never met Tony Herrera? I know by the inward witness. I know by the testimony of his mouth. What is this inward witness? What is this inward knowing? This inward witness, this inward knowing is that hunch on the inside. It's that velvet that you pick up on your spirit. That the longer you pray about something, though it don't make sense up here, down here it's velvet. You know, Brendan and I live in Union City. And we can drive all the way down Union City Boulevard to Hesperian Boulevard to the church without getting on the freeway. And I love it when the lights are green. That green light in the natural is a go. That green light in the spirit is a go. That red light in the spirit is a stop. That yellow light in the spirit is wait. Proceed with. 
Especially now that they got everything electronified. I got something in the mail. There was a picture of me. I guess Big Brother is really watching. You know what I'm talking about. Some of you got the same picture. Can I get a witness? Can I get a witness? But oh, I like it when it's green. We get on the freeway and Brendan says, why are you driving so slow? Because I've been driving the back roads. It's always better for God to be leading ahead and you following very carefully than you going out there right and say, oh Lord, by the way, is it okay? Shanda, Shanda. What kind of respect is that? I mean, really? I have it happen to me all the time. I have people come to my office and say, well, the Lord said, the Lord said, the Lord said, and I'm thinking in my spirit, mm, ah, ooh. I'm thinking, ah, ooh, ah. But I can't say anything because the Lord done said. Are you listening to me? And after all, who am I? So if you come up to me and say, well, the Lord said, the Lord said, the Lord said, what do you say? I can't, I'm, my hands are tied. Unless the Holy Ghost really comes on me strong. So what you need to do with your head is do what we do oftentimes. Just say, shut up head. I'm being led. Faith to hear from heaven. Stop. Stop the insanity. Stop going through life with your eyes closed. You can't drive down the freeway with your eyes closed. You cannot drive down this highway of life with your eyes closed. Stop. Look. And then listen. Look at Proverbs 20, verse 5. There are people that would not have married the person they married if they had just stopped. If they had just looked at his credit report. (laughs) Can I get a witness? (laughs) This is Pastoral Counseling 102. And I heard from the front row, what about a background check? Yeah, but he's fine. You ought to see those guns, and he's got a 12-pack, not just a 6, but yeah, he got a 12-pack in the trunk, too. I heard Creflo Dollar say this. Somebody like that said it one time. I wonder, does fine pay the bills? No, but they're, they're, let's face it. Let's face it, all of us, and I know I can speak for me, all of us have done things impulsively. 
that we really wish we hadn't done. We've said things we wish we really wouldn't have said. But now here's what's happening. We're coming to a stronger place of maturity now. I know for me, I'm coming up. And, and, and those impulsive decisions that I've made in the past, I'm, just, I'm stopping. Because here's the thing. You make a decision based on impulse and based on the flesh, oftentimes it ends up costing you M-O-N-E-Y. Can I get a witness? Somebody says, I don't like your voice, Pastor. Stop it. Get over it. <laughs> We're just having some fun. Decisions of the flesh bring fleshly results. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Be not deceived. Our Father is not mocked. And whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. So I sense the Lord saying, sow the right seeds continuously. Sow the right seeds of encouragement. Sow the right seeds of service. Sow the right seeds in your attitudes. Sow the right seeds in your words. For a man's harvest in life will surely depend on the seeds that he or she sows as a way of life. So be a sower of good. Be a sower of life. Be a sower of love. And you shall of those seeds Benefit greatly. And when I look through the earth. As my eyes run to and fro. I will see a heart. That is good soil. And I will open up the windows of opportunities for you. Oh promotions are coming. And opportunities are just right here for many of you. Sense it, say it, and seize it, for good things are coming your way. Lastly, let's look at Proverbs 20, verse 5. Say it with me, shut up, head. I'm being led. Say it, I got faith. To hear from the Lord. Proverbs 25. Now, counsel is like wisdom, right? And counsel in the heart of man is like deep waters. So the wisdom of God is not hidden from us, is it? But the wisdom of God is hidden for us. And God would never hide something for us if we didn't have the ability to tap into what is available. And that's where it says... A good man, a man of understanding, will draw that wisdom out. Oh, hallelujah. And so we've spoken on opportunities today. 
And the wisdom of God is available for every person. So in these next days and hours and even weeks, spend time praying. Draw out the wisdom of God. And you will see that I am your Lord and I will teach you to profit and I will send my angel and he'll go go before you. So that you can prosper in your way. In the first service, the Lord said this to us. Expect angelic assistance. Listen, folks, I'm not just taking up time here today. I know there's football on all day. But you won't get this kind of advice and this kind of word from the beer ads. Now, Brenda and I were at the 49ers game yesterday. And we were sitting in the upper reserved. You know, the upper reserved is where stuff happens. Where stuff is drank and things are smoked. It's not like the upper room. It's the upper reserve. You know what I'm talking about. And we found out that people of the world really do know how to rejoice. It's just that they're anointed with the wrong spirit. At the end of the game, when Vernon Davis got that touchdown with nine seconds left, you talk about some rejoicing. Brenda said it's like an anointing. Yeah, a false one. They know how to rejoice over the Super Bowl. But Jesus did more than win a divisional playoff game. Jesus did more than win the Super Bowl. Jesus triumphed over death, hell, and the grave and arose victorious. Woo! Glory! And I like the Niners and I'm rejoicing. We were walking out. And there was this guy so drunk he couldn't stand up. And he was trying to give me a high five. And our hands missed, so I just hugged him. Yeah, that's right. I hugged a drunk guy. But I believe the anointing went into him. Hallelujah. (laughs) Oh, my, my. Woo! And counsel in the heart of man comes from the greatest counselor of all time, the heavyweight champion of the universe, who is down for the one count, the nine count, but on the third day, he got up! He just flat got up, that's all there is to it. And he will bring you up. He already brought you up. He already did the greatest thing for you. But I hear the Holy Ghost saying the best is yet to come. 
it's time now for this church, for your life to go up higher from one degree of glory to the next, from favor to favor, from opportunity to opportunity. So stand to your feet. We're not dismissed yet. Stand to your feet. I want you to make some declarations with me. I want you to look up here. We got the offering to do yet, so don't get happy and leave. I'm going to tell you something. We got our stake in the ground. As for this house, as for the people in this house, we are going higher. As for your life and your life and your life and your life and your life, we are going to seize God-given opportunities. So I want us to declare it real strong right now with both hands toward heaven. Say it strong with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, this is my day of opportunity. This is my day of heaven upon the earth. This church, my house, will be filled with promotion, filled with blessing, filled with favor. I shall be in the right place at the right time. God opens heaven for me. Opportunities are coming my way. The goodness of God is here in my life. Put your hand over your heart and say, I will stop. I will look. Put your hand on your ears. I will listen. Open the eyes of my heart. Oh man, if you could see it in the spirit right now. Say this with me, ministering angels. We release you. Go now and work on my behalf. For you hearken unto the voice of his word. We believe it. We speak it. His word has gone forth. And we are expecting angelic assistance. And we are expecting the great performer, our Father, to perform His Word on our behalf. Put your hand right here and say, be it unto us, according to your word. Do you receive it today?